I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The crack game is dead. All they want is weed now. Chicks that I went to school with want to see now. You know, kiss, stocky ball head, light brown, ice down in my road, look like nighttown. To all y'all little jaders for the thousandth time, I don't recall hitting your moms or writing your rhymes. And just because you might have seen me in and out of your house, there's no way she going to have a baby out of her mouth. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. So apparently you can't have a baby out of your mouth. Um, he was having a lot of oral sex with that person's uh, mother or girlfriend. Okay. So Jada Kiss just wanted to let them know uh, that, you know, through sex ed, um, you cannot, um, you know, in case you didn't know already, you cannot have babies that way. Oh, well, I'm glad he educating the people because there are a lot of dumbass adults that don't know this information. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. And, uh, you know, this is a way that um, they can find out. So, you know, good for him. Mm-hmm. Each one teach one is what I say. Yes. Spread the word. Um, make sure you guys, uh, you know. Keep up with the show. This is the Blackout Tips. Keep up with us by going to iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a five-star review. We read each and every five-star review on the show, regardless of content. Um, you can also do stuff like uh, leave us an email, a voicemail, uh, leave comments on the website, theblackouttips.com. Uh, vote in the polls. We have polls for each episode. Uh, you can leave comments on your votes in the polls. There's a bunch of stuff you can do to stay in contact with the show. Um, the email line is 704-557-0186. And, um, the email address is, oh wait, that's the voicemail line. The email address is theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, people have donated to the show. Let's talk about those people first because they make all this possible. Um, oh, did I go bullet bow and? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, that was the like official the- weapon of the show is? The taser. And the unofficial sport? It's bullet bow. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the people that donated. Um, Terry W., recurring donation. Damian Jackson, who I am for real. Recurring donation. Michael Irvin, playmaker, recurring donator. Greg G., recurring donator. Eric McLean, in that. Eric McLean, Eric McLean. Just dedicated. I'm just kidding. Um, Brock of Pride, thanks, man. Um, Thank you, sweetie. Mr. Span, here's that recurring donation of the Span Report. Um, Jessica Kang of the Librarians, hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. Winnie A, hit us with that recurring donation. Uh, Mr. Marcus, hit us with that recurring donation. Uh, good luck with getting a new hat and all that stuff. Um, Marvin B, yes, Marvin B, recurring donator. I got a one-time donation from Ashton Q., Thank you so much, Ashton. We appreciate it. Um, Marvin B with another recurring donation. Man, he was on it this week. What was going on? He must have got that tax return. Uh, Rovita J, recurring donation. Harris Tay. Uh, thank you so much, man. We appreciate your stores. Um, love to, you know, to get subs there. You guys got some delicious subs at Harris Teeter. Um, mm-hmm. Jennifer H, recurring donator. Monica C, recurring donator. Mm-hmm. And con- contributed to many stories. Yes. Yeah. Always sending us stuff on Facebook. Uh, thank y'all so much, guys, for recurring donating. It was a big week. A lot of people was recurring donating this Woo-hoo, week. Man. We do. So, we thank every single one of you. And when it comes to 
recurring donations i think the lowest is five and then it moves up from there and also with the uh donations uh you don't have to do recurring you can do a one-time donation and you can uh on the one-time donation you can donate as little or as much as you would like yep um but yeah thank you everybody who did that uh we appreciate it so much we do Uh, could not do it without you guys it helps make the show possible keep everything afloat here um all right we also have people who left us five-star reviews Mm -hmm. on different platforms the first one itunes so let me go check the itunes um keep in mind if you're from a different country we need you to let us know because we have to go specifically to that country even canada mexico yeah even canada and mexico so if you've left us a five-star review and we haven't read it um and you're not from the United States. It's not because we didn't want to. We just need to know what I country you're from. It ain't because we want we didn't want to. And uh, if your country allows you to, because I've been through iTunes and some places, it's like Mm-mm. you can look and listen, but you can't leave a comment. Yeah. Um. So let's see what we got here. Intelligent, logical, funny, and the list goes on. Corey P says your podcast is amazing. I'm very grateful that I found you. Now I don't have to listen to white podcasts make racist black jokes on the slide perfect. Okay, I read that one last week, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. My favorite podcast, HuffPost LB, five stars, says, this is my second time trying to review my favorite podcast. The other time was several months ago. Anyway, I'm sending this one in to say the TBGWT is my favorite podcast to listen to. Ryder Karen are cool people on and off the mic and the environment they've created for their show and audience are great. They're a gateway to other shows as well. Most of the shows I listen to are because I heard about them on the Blackout Tips. Thank you. Cool. I think that's uh that must be from Leon Brothers. So I appreciate <laughs> him uh, chiming in. This is the best podcast, period. Five stars by Crack Pod says completely entertaining comment, thought uh, content, thoughtful discussions about current events and the games. Love the games. Rod and Karen. Rod is too funny. Karen is the Ed of his Carson, a great duo. <laughs> and Karen's laugh is infectious. Ha! Cue up the good work. <laughs> Tim Lee, Phi Beta Sigma 100. Well, thank you thank so much. Thank you, sweetie. Uh, Andrea, uh, C says, any, any day now, five stars. I'm going to get in trouble for laughing so loud at my desk. Awesome show. Thank you. We got quite a few of those on Twitter and stuff like, man, I hope I don't get fired today. Uh, so that's how I know the show's getting good. The yeah. closer y'all get the unemployment, the better the show is. Uh, that's true. That's true. And uh, Taylor Two Fish on Twitter was saying that uh, one of her supervising managers was like, "What's so funny about science?" <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. science ain't funny. Yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be in the lab. <laughs> like you supposed to be uh, uh, looking through that uh, uh, microscope and working with that Bunsen burner. Why are you laughing, ma'am? Great podcast download now by Devin Two K One. This podcast will keep you rolling, and if you are having a, having a rough day at work, this podcast is here to help. Rod and Karen are the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great five stars by who? Who? I love this podcast. It's my favorite. Thanks to Karen and Rod for doing this five days a week. Well, thank you for listening five days a week. Mm-hmm. Or oh, wouldn't be no point to do this shit. I clearly wouldn't, would it? Uh, we also have five star reviews on Stitcher. So let's read some of those. Let's do it, son. Uh, Sifo and Ollie, five stars. <laughs> oh, I remember them, the socks. What show was that? That I was my remember. show, man. Sifo and Ollie show. Two socks talking to each other. 
anyway five stars all of the yes <laughs> yep this show stole my soul and i don't want it back it owns me i need it all of the time i'm a fiend for it and my itch never gets goes unscratched fix mm, yum keep up the good work <laughs> smiley face um capital double a says best show period enough said but stitcher wants more letters where have you been where you been okay five stars thank you thank you sweetie big blaze says my favorite show five stars obviously or i wouldn't be reading it i listen to a lot of podcasts this is by far my favorite y'all get me through my whole day especially the eight hours or more of boring work rare i rarely watch the news or use social media it's funny how i'll hear a topic being talked about in public and i think to myself damn i heard that on ron and karen i know the show is called the blackout tips but to us y'all ron and karen i hope to get that premium soon because i see all the content being uploaded and i can't wait to get more hours of insightful topics as well as some good old ratchetness is that even if that's even a word <laughs> it's, it's it's not kind of not really please keep doing what y'all <laughs> are doing in the meantime i'll keep donating Thank, Thank you so you, much, sweetie. Gia Noel says, five stars, helping you survive a rough year. This show helped me survive 2013 during a move to a new city and a cold winter. Rod and Karen were there to get me through, providing laughs to go with actual commentary about the news the mainstream media forgets or worse, remembers, then only tells half the story. They still are providing amazing podcasts, most of which, free, most of which are free of charge. And if my identity ever gets clear by PayPal, thanks, Identity Thieves, I'm buying that premium content. There's no doubt that it's worth it, and there couldn't be two folks who deserve it more. Here's to more black people who tip in 2014. Cheers. Well, thank you, Gia. Thank you, sweetie. And I think Gia's the one that hit us up. Uh, for those of you that don't like PayPal and have had issues with PayPal, we are also working for an alternative to PayPal. Mm -hmm. So as soon as that gets up, uh, we'll let uh, people know to go, well, God, I want to sign up premium, but I don't, I don't fuck with PayPal. Goodbye, Ellen Page, five stars from Carry Me With Style. I love you guys. I'm an expat living and working in Japan. And I listen to you guys keep me updated on what's going on in the States. You always have interesting guests. Chris Lambert and the Insanity Check Cats are my favorites. You guys are hilarious. I think it's important to support so you can keep doing what you do. Well, thank you, Carrie with Style. Thank you, sweetie. Um, and good luck in Japan. Uh, tell Ooh. everybody over there I said konnichiwa. Um, and uh, also tell them I said uh, sayonara because those are the only two words I know. Yep. Five stars. Uh, Anthony H says, excellent podcast. This is the best podcast on the internet. Ryder Karen are funny, smart, and genuine. Ryder Karen have me laugh until I cry. The games and the guests are great. The best part might be that the hosts are a married couple that acts like they actually like each other. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> I swear that both Ryder and Karen do their own versions of fucking with black people on each, on each other during the show. And it's hilarious. Knowledge yourself on this podcast because literally for me as a man, there are no better podcasts around. They're both good Twitter follows too. Thank you, Anthony, man. We Thank appreciate you, you, dog. We do. And we appreciate all the people who left five star reviews and commentary on the last show, man. Uh, I mean, on the latest, uh, last week or so. Uh, it's awesome. And that's why uh, I fucks with y'all, man. I know so. Um, all right. Let's talk about people who left comments on the website. Okay, go to blackouttips.com. There's a bunch of ways you can leave comments and stuff like that. Um, click, you know, click on a 
post. You can vote in a poll. Uh, just a bunch of stuff, man. And we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that. We do. Um, we already got one comment for the nominations for the 2014 tippies. Uh, Terry writes, best impression, episode 648, knowledge thyself, knowledge they self. Rod and Karen both do impressions of the white robber pretending to be black starting at 122.20. Look, she's already on it. Thank you, yeah. Terry. Yeah, this would be easier for those who, like, at the end of the year when we start talking, you're like, oh, there's so much to go back. I can't remember. Start jotting that stuff now and logging it in now. Yeah, I'm putting it in the chat right now. If This is the thread. If you want to bookmark that or something, um, you can know later, like, if you ever go, oh, man, this, this should be a Tippy-nominated thing, and I'm already listening to the show, and yeah. I know – where it's at and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this particular guest or mm -hmm. I enjoy uh, this particular impression or whatever it may be. You won't forget. Mm hmm. Well, hopefully that helps everybody. Mm hmm. Um, let's get into some of the comments and the polls and stuff. Um, episode 646, Drake is petty. Uh, no comments on the uh, actual show, but there were comments in the poll. The poll was, was Drake being petty? Yes, of course he was. He's Drake. Nah, <laughs> nah, he was just keeping it real, real petty. Uh, oh, Lord. 74% of people said, yes, of course he was being petty. He's Drake. And 26% of people say, yeah, he was being petty. Uh, he's Drake. Okay. Um, <laughs> Eric says, Eric, I mean, Erica says, Drake is a hoe. Not a hoe. I liked him better when he acted humble and was focused on furthering himself. I guess the fact that he has been called out to be a simp-ass nigga that he wants to get tough. I like his music, but it is all starting to sound the same. Anywho, thanks for another great week of episodes. It really helps get me through my fuck-ass job. I have even been listening to your guest appearances on other shows. You guys are a dynamic duo, and I'm rooting for you. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, we uh try to go on other people's shows and stuff when we get a chance. We'll be on and our grind. Have a good time. So uh, you know, in addition to all the other shit we do, mm -hmm. it's just another way to um get the word out. Uh, yes, sir. Miss Daddy Tia says, I'm so sick of Drake and his light skinned ways. Ah, <laughs> oh, not light skinned. I saw that I saw that light skinned ways phrase oh, I say that light skinned ways phrase on Twitter about Apollo from Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I can't remember who said it. Oh, I, that's what she saw. It. Okay, but this is me trying to get credit where give credit where it's due. I hear you, Miss Dan. <laughs> um, we also had episode six forty seven. Goodbye, Ellen Page. Where we talked with Chris Lambeth, comedian, um, and uh, podcast host. Um, the comments on the show. Michael Irvin says. Hi, hey, Ryder Karen, just dropping a line to let you know I got married to my husband last July, which means you can demand away, Rod. It's open season. That's right. Anal, Karen. Let's go. Anal. I get anal immediately. That's what the, that's what I was told. That's what you were told. Mm-hmm. I signed up. Gay men getting married. I can do whatever I want. I want open relationship. <laughs> want it all. Prince Laurent says, Rod don't, and don't, don't speak too boldly. You know, we, we, we get a hit or email or something from Chill. Mm, it's time, Shirley. She, done, she done already invo in, uh, invited us. We can finally be together, all the people I go with. Let's go. Sorry, Ultra Dolo. Mm hmm. Um, Rod and Carrie, you guys are so late. <laughs> I can't even imagine that hat. Yeah. Uh, honey, uh, I don't know if you saw the paper today, but, uh, apparently the, uh, 
homo demons can get married now so uh did it, nobody told me this um, uh i brought some lube in prepare preparation for this and um i just want you to know i will be in an open relationship now so i will be having sex with a lot of people uh this is what i was waiting on and i'm sorry ah! i got options now uh prince Laurent says rod and care you guys are so lucky that you found each other early in life I'm sure that people tried to tell you that y'all need to play the field or that you were too young, but you two hit the jackpot. Dating as a post-college adult is fucking terrible. I don't even think it's the new era because older adults tell me that once you hit a certain age, dating is just difficult. It's tough out here in these streets, and what makes it worse is that the savages are out here winning. Um, depends on what you define as winning, right? That's true. Like, what? how are savages winning, Right? Like, if they're just out here... Fucking everything moving. Yeah, and, and having babies and shit, like, uh, out of wedlock that they're not taking care of, or if uh, they're, they're not being good parents and they're not, um, you know, doing handling their uh, responsibilities, I wouldn't really call that winning. You know, it's what do you really want. You know, if you really want a relationship, uh, you really just want a good person or whatever your situation is, um... I don't really think there's any winners or losers in that thing. You know, it's just kind of like a personal thing that you're, you're looking for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. When personal, that's the thing about it is personal and everybody has their own standards and things like that. And as some people get older, some people lower their standards, some people don't, you know, it's all according to you and what are your um, expectations in life? Yeah. I do find that we are lucky. I, that's my belief. I think we're lucky. Um, uh, but also, you know, we, uh, put in time and we have a lot of, uh, patience and a lot of communications and yeah, we I constantly, I think a relationship is just like constantly like heading our problems at the past. Yeah. And I do, and I do give, uh, Roderick a lot of credit because I am a lot and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know, it's just, uh, just being just me person, just being a woman, it's a lot that's goes along with me and it's just one of those things where he's very patient and very kind and willing to work with me and i wanted to work with him and sometimes i think that different people have different definitions of what their expectation of the relationship is and everybody has a different definition of what love is and um it's it's some things that you your definition of love might not be considered other people's definitions of love yeah and also i mean that's like, you know, that's what love is, being patient and working with each other and stuff like that, communicating. Um, everybody should be trying to do that. Um, I do think it's probably difficult to find it the older you get because people become entrenched in their ways and mm -hmm. get used to a lot of shit. You know, just like it would be tough for me to try to start dating right now. I'm used to a lot of shit. Yeah, me too. You know too. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, yeah, that's true. I I'm not going to lie. Uh, Roger has set the standards very, very, very high. Um, and it's just one of those things where I'm accustomed to certain things and I would expect you to do these things. If you can't do those things, it just, we just w couldn't be together. Yeah. Tristan Wright said, Karen summed it up perfectly. Nigga, this work. Athletes have become way too entitled that they are flabbergasted that they can't say nigga at work. No matter how much they make, how many fans have their jerseys in the stands, they are employees. Well, Tristan, here's the thing. I don't even think it's the athletes. I really haven't heard a quote from an NFL player saying anything about how they can't say the N-word. Seems like it's mostly fans. fans. Yeah. Fan, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the people that had the restrictions <coughs> at their jobs with the complaints. Yeah. Seems like it's mostly fans 
black people just being like why shouldn't they be able to say it they black it's like i get that it doesn't really address other systematic problems like actual racism but come on man like it only makes sense that you can't say nigga at work um should nfl players be allowed to use the n-word on the field yes or no you get the options or yes i don't have a problem i don't see a problem with it or no get it out of the game very close poll 55 percent of you guys say yes they should be able to say nigga at work you don't see a problem with it hmm. where you where you work at all the, all, been, all the people say yeah where do you work at i would like to know this well it's the, the bar is lowered for athletes people expect them to be savages and not refined human beings and i think as long as we expect that that's what we'll get so you know it's that type of mentality that keeps them stupid kind of yeah, yes. keeps them having subpar behavioral standards that and it's just a simple fact that people that have that particular philosophy are the people that have a tendency to look down on athletes and say, well, you get what you get because you're dumber and you're less than and you're not equal to uh, me as far as working employment and ability to think and having critical skills. And I don't believe that these people are not stupid and dumb. And if they have the ability to um, uh, have a job and they have the ability to take that paycheck and cash it, they got the ability not to say nigga at work. Yeah, the whole job is about discipline. Uh, HC says, I'm generally in favor of being professional when it matters, like the NBA dress code, for example. I'd even be okay with eliminating the N-word in the locker room since that's more like an office than the field. But the main difference between my workplace and an NFL field is it's abnormally high-pressured and violent. It is hard to legislate what is said in those moments. I may be able to meet my work deadline without flying off the handle and calling my partner the N-word, but I also don't have Jadavion Clowney trying to rip my head off. And if I'm a quarterback who just got drilled by Clowney because my offensive lineman missed an assignment, it's entirely possible my ears would be ringing and mouth bleeding when I immediately yell, nigga, can you please block him? In that sense, I think it would be understandable. And I'd hate to be flagged 15 yards or something like that in the heat of the moment. Um, um, the only thing I would add to that, hey, HC, really is where would the line be? Can you say faggot? Can you, you know what I mean? Like, can you, uh, say things about Jewish people on the field? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the line of censorship for this, this on the field activity? Yeah. And also the, the thing <clears throat> about it that's really, really funny to me is that, like I said before, from a very, very young age, the whole sport of football is all about discipline. That's, and that's the weird part I understand. It's about discipline. You get up. You go to school, you go to practice, you meet with coaches, you, right. you watch film. Everything is about discipline, being timely with your schedule. People map, people plan stuff shit out for you. You're constantly going, you're traveling. It's about discipline. It's about being tough. E- everything you do just about is about following rules. You can remember the plays. You can remember, oh shit, if I do this, I get a flag. You can remember that type of things. There is nothing wrong with your mental capacity and capability and your thinking skills that where you cannot control yourself if you can control yourself at work other people can also and like i said i do not believe in lowering the standards because it is a violent sport there are other violent sports where this is not acceptable also like what why don't they like hit each other in the face or the nuts on the sideline like why aren't they um you know like why aren't they uh tackling each other in ways that are against the rules and going unfined because heat of the moment, you know? 
uh like there's certain stuff that they've legislated into the game to try to keep it out right so if you're uh blocking a guy and you punch him in the stomach there's a penalty because they like we don't want people just willy-nilly punching each other in the stomach you know but it, it anyway I, I already feel like we've dedicated way too much time just to, to the n-word topic with the nfl because i honestly don't think we'll ever see this flag thrown Mm-mm. like i just don't maybe you know when we start seeing a litany of n-word flags i'll i'll feel like we should we should dedicate more time to it but i really feel like this is a mass distraction of course and i agree with you with what you're saying if you're going to do nigger you need to do other derogatory terms like they all need to be out of the league because just like in your working environment you can't walk around calling your co-workers derogatory terms and expect to keep your job yeah um we got some comments on the episode 648 knowledge they self um dd says i think a lot of male nfl fans who are worried about gay fans checking out football players is really a fear of their favorite players and by extension themselves will be treated the way they generally treat women. All of a sudden, the jokes men make about how being objectified is okay become real and it's not very funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Who's going to start the change.org petition to keep Lena Dunham off a of scandal? Yeah, I hear you on that one. Um, and that fucking with black people theme song is so catchy. Now excuse me while I go knowledge myself on the law. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of men are not comfortable being in the other position of the pursued mm-hmm. as opposed to the pursuer. Mm-hmm. But to be quite honest, it's not like the dude is going to holler at you. Not that anything's wrong with that, but he's at work too. Yep. Like it's you already showering with gay dudes. They just don't say anything all the time. You're so, working with them. They're around you. They're in your family. They just might not tell you, and they might not quote unquote show that they're gay. But it's just one of those things where these people are around you, and it's one of those things where it's funny how as long as I'm put like this, people enjoy being ignorant. Ignorant is bliss, and as long as I don't know, I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to look at it. I don't have to have any concerns. And it is true because I remember when was it? It was um, uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, Part, it's parts of Tomb Raider where uh, I think the dude is like trying to rape her and a lot of dudes came out was like, hey, this shit is too real. You know, I, I feel uncomfortable with this. And it's like one of those things where women go, well, we got to deal with this all the time. You play a video game and all of a sudden, you know, dudes want to break down and cry because, you know, it just got too real when it's just one of those things where the reality of it is that the the situation <laughs> of that is real and you don't have to deal with it because most of the time you're in a situation where you are the strongest person or and or you have the ability to fight back. Yeah, but you would even even hypothetically with gay dudes, you would have that opportunity. I mean, mm-hmm. I really think people are um, overstating it. Like, I don't think that. Um, I think dudes are, I think dudes are really homophobic because it's, it's really at their core, it attacks their masculinity. True. And there's like this, uh, especially dudes that didn't have really, um, good balance in their lives from, you know, uh, in my opinion, like, like that good upbringing between like a male and female perspectives in their lives coming up there's this like overcompensation to prove that i'm so not gay i'm like the opposite of gay oh just thinking about gayness makes me just throw the fuck up like i like if you just say the word homosexual around me i start gagging because i'm so i like oh oh that's the worst i mean you know they can get married if they want but jesus christ you know like there's this whole 
uh, I, I mean, I'm for their rights, but let me just tell you how super not gay I am. You know, like it's, you know, like in my house, we grew up where we would make jokes about, uh, sexuality and stuff. And in its own way, it's like, um, you know, I can see how people would, would, would think it's not funny, but we, we do like, we'll make a joke about like my brother do something like if I'm sitting out playing video game, he'll like come sit on my lap and then I'll, and then we'll both be like, it'll be like, how long until this nigga gets off my lap? Cause I'm going to try to pretend like it's not bothering me for as long <laughs> as possible until eventually. And then it'll just keep going, escalating from there until eventually it's like, man, get off me. Damn. You know? And that was like a common joke in our house. Cause it was like, it's we're, we're joking. Like yeah. there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing mm-hmm. scary about this. Um, but I think a lot of dudes, um, have bought so hard into that machismo that they don't want to do a self-examination of like, why exactly do I have to voice my discontent with the idea of somebody being gay or two gay dudes kissing or whatever? Like, cause you don't, cause it's not actual, it's not actually about them being against gay people. If you think about it, cause if it was two women kissing, they'd be clicking and downloading that shit left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be the hottest thing going on in a bar, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not. No. And, and I also think, uh, is their insecurities that they're shining on the issue instead of them, like you said, looking within and going, why do I feel uncomfortable? What's wrong with me? It's no, there's something wrong with you. And I'm going to prove to everybody else that I'm not gay. Yeah. I I really think it's a lack of strong, like male figures in people's lives that didn't have a problem with gay people. So then that gets passed down to their sons. And now you have grown ass men being ignorant. Like you let a gay dude in the locker room, man. He just going to be raping people left and right. Like, come on, man, calm down. Uh, Chuck Spears says, as per the NFL and his treatment of women, I had to stop being a Steelers fan because of Big Ben's multiple rape allegations. I became a fan of the team when it was held by Cordell Stewart, black quarterback stand up. Um, I mean, they have a black coach, but that charge outweighs that. I guess I'll be a typical New Yorker and root for the Giants now. But I'm beginning to wonder if I should support the league at all because the cover-ups for athletes that didn't have ties to a dogfighting ring seem to be systematic and problematic. Yeah, it just seems like they always have something more to uh cover and to be concerned with than violence against women or whatever the current topic is because mm-hmm. honestly how ESPN has never done a – so football players, they're out here beating and raping women. Let's talk about it. That had never happened. Yeah, I remember last year, maybe two years ago, but I want to say last year, there was a Chiefs player who killed his girlfriend, killed himself. And mm-hmm. part of the reason they did it was because, like, she went to the club and he told her to stay home. And meanwhile, like, he was cheating on her. And there was, like, all this drama. And it just got swept under the rug because it was just like, oh, you know, he just had some mental, mental issues. Yep, that's and yep. blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, he also had some issues about controlling women. You know, like y'all don't like, are y'all giving any of these talks? Mm -mm. You know, the Pacers just gave a talk about how to handle your money financially so that when you retire, you have some left. They should be the NFL and all these people should be giving workshops about how to handle women. Cause obviously these guys don't know what they're doing. You know, a lot of these dudes, they end up in fucking jail. You, uh, losing half their shit in divorce. Like you can, you know, that, that shit is just as expensive as, uh, buying a bunch of rims. Yeah, and, and also uh, <coughs> just the, which people don't want to talk about it, just the uh, reality that uh, women, uh, 
will they're our groupies and groupies are real and just you know and a lot of these dudes women have been at them and throwing pussy at them for years a lot of them so now you're to the point where people were fucking you and you didn't have no money now you got money and you bringing out a, a larger 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 number of women and people that are very professional at this and this is basically their thing they go around hunting out the fresh blood as far you know what i mean mm-hmm. to to get that new money because they know you young and you dumb and you don't know no better and y'all need to tell athletes how to keep their money but at the end of the day nobody really cares about the longevity of an athlete after he retires yeah like that's the way i approach a lot of this stuff and i know that um you know liberal people tend to approach it the other way which is like look guys you have to think about the victims you have to think about sensitivity and empathy and i i agree that's how it should be approached but um, I think when you're talking to people that are victimizing women and all this stuff, you have to, you actually need to start talking to them from a self-preservation standpoint, which is, do you want to go to prison for this stupid shit? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I would ask. Do you want to lose half your shit because you like to beat your woman? Seems like a dumbass reason. Yep. You know, if, if you're Darren Sharper, what possible reason would there be for you to risk your freedom other than this is what you're into? You're, you're a rapist you're you like raping people like there's no like there's no logical reason to want to do this so that that's the kind of shit that i talked to rather than even trying to have the discussion of like well guys you know it's wrong and consent sometimes you just gotta go okay well now you're gonna be in prison is that what you wanted yeah we have to make it financially make sense to them in yeah order for some people to just make certain things and a lot of times it don't have to do with morals or anything like that you go do you want to be broke yeah one thing you can rely on people no matter what their moral radar is is typically self-preservation people want to preserve themselves at all costs and uh sometimes that's the way you have to go with some of these dudes because it seems like such a lost cause but like i said the nfl is not discussing it espn is not going to do a documentary on this shit um, you can do whatever you want to the women. Wakanda's finest says, while personally I think Lena Dunham is attractive in a friend's 18-year-old younger sister sort of way, no, just no. The only way it would work is if she was Huck's love interest and got aced out by one of his old assassin buddies out of revenge. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. As a fan of the show, I, I'm glad you don't write for it. Speaking of yeah. speaking of fuckery, juror number eight sigh in an effort to keep things terse. I'll say this: she's dumb as fuck and looks like Mama D. Keep up the good work. All right, we will. Thank you. Um, episode six forty nine, strong enough for a man but made for a woman. We had Mike Felder on the podcast. Uh, no comments, but the poll was: do you passively do you passive aggressively get people who live with you to do their chores? <clears throat> Because we talked about how, you know, sometimes I'll passively aggressively get Karen to do her stuff around the house. And, and Felder was saying how he does some stuff where he, like, stands by open doors and stuff like that. And I was just wondering if other people do this or if me and Felder are just dicks. Uh, yes, sometimes I, yes, sometimes I do. No, I'm always straight up with them or I do all the chores. 13% of you guys do all the chores, which I don't you know how you do it. working person. Yeah. You must like, do, do you all the chores. you have a job too? Yeah, you must do all the chores because you're the only one there. Mm. Or like, are you lying? Are you just one of those people that, hey, your, your, your man, your woman, it's anonymous poll. Nobody knows how you voted. Your man and your woman's not around. You just say, I do all the chores. But really, you probably only do half and you just don't count that shit. Ah! Uh, no, I'm always straight up with them. 42% of people are always straight up. You know, hey, can you put your clothes in the clothes hamper? 
Yeah, he closed the door all the time. How many of those uh, um, straight up ended up in arguments with the other person looking at you like, motherfucker, what? Right. That's the thing they all talk about. Yeah, I could have told an Karen. an appropriate way to approach people. I could have told Karen to put her clothes in the clothes hamper for the 75th time. <laughs> yes. Clothes hamper, sorry. Um, but uh, it would have been problems. So you guys all know that. <laughs> uh, and yes, I do. 45% of people passive aggressively say, here's a hint, put shit up. Collywood says, yes, I have passively gotten roommates to do their fair share. Hashtag thank you, Obama, of their chores. My room is always clean. So one of my favorite tricks is quietly not to quietly not do anything around the house other than what I would personally mess up for a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. You got to be dedicated. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, I'm not. Oh, if I didn't mess it up, I'm not cleaning it up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the, you know what? For you to do that, you have you had literally like it's it's one of those things where you find out you're the only person always cleaning up everybody's shit for mm-hmm. for a long period of time. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. I, you know, I'm doing paper cups, paper plates, only washing my bowls, only doing the shit that involves me. I'm cleaning the shower every time I get out. Fuck all the rest of y'all. And eventually, people be like, "Why ain't shit clean?" You be like, "Oh, I clean my shit up." Mm-hmm. Uh couple of weeks i mean you gotta let shit like mildew rats in your apartment uh-huh um and then i invite their friends over without mentioning it to the roommates friends always talk shit about the messy house and then the roommate looks around and sees it's their own shit they learn uh mr span says i don't do it but my granny was good for that shit back in the day granny would walk in the room where me and my uncle would be and say some shit like well i guess i'll get on up here and cut this grass or well i guess i'll go in the kitchen and take out this trash and it was always funny because we knew she just wanted us to get off our asses and do it and she just never came out and said it granny was queen passive aggressive when it came to them chores shit is still funny to me because she does it to my younger cousins now <laughs> instead of just saying get your ass out there and do it yeah my grandma used to embarrass us with a switch and that also helped us do chores yeah uh erica says i'm not a sports fan but i always enjoy the commentary you guys provide about the different issues i'm learning so much i need to be into sports like karen so i can watch catch me a husband who i can harass about picking that shit up lol (laughs) miss daddy ted says when i was in college i had two other roommates in my apartment and the rule was everyone clean up after yourself we don't have a maid and your mother doesn't live here so when it came time for people to clean up, it really wasn't too big of a problem. However, one time I had to tell my roommates that her dishes were taking up the sink and she did them. And she did them. She had a little attitude, but she did it. I always hate when they get an attitude. Yeah, bitch, bitch this is your shit. Right. Oh, that's the worst. It's like, hey, man, can you at least like sweep your side of the room? <laughs> like, nigga, I'm saying this because everything would be clean if it wasn't for you. <laughs> Yes. My homegirl would write notes to their roommates, but it backfired on her when her roomies put all the sticky notes on her door. Laugh my ass off. Damn, that's that's passive aggressive. Not cleaning up. Um, we don't give you all the stickies. You littering, bitch. Here you go. And the last episode was girl, uh, episode six fifty, um, where we talked about Pharrell's album cover and played all of the clips for him. The uh, second annual Tippy nominations. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, you guys can still go vote in the uh, the, the Tippy Awards until March the twelfth. Yep, 
uh, I need the UCLA law students, this Prince Laurent, I need the UCLA law students to, f- to the, to the fuck up. What does that mean? To man the fuck up? Toughen up? I don't shut know. Shut the fuck up. I don't. Shut, yeah, baby, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know that you got accepted because of your, your abilities to, to, so just do what you need to do. What the hell were you expecting? Uh, were you expecting you decided to, when you decided to attend the school? Also, there are 33 of you and there are other black students on campus. This whining helps nothing. I went to a HBCU Bronco Pride and now attend Harvard and I approached the situation a whole different way. The first day I showed up wearing a snapback and electro lime phone posits. I can't wait for a racial conversation to pop off. These law students need to know that graduate school is tough and can be lonely for everyone. Yeah, I was also wondering about like when they say they there's only 33 in their class. What about the other classes? Like, it can't be only 33 black people on campus at all, right? And it, it is literally just might be graduate level. Cause, you know, like you said, they graduate level. <coughs> and, uh, there are people that go for, you know, go above regular degrees, but it is, is far and few compared to, uh, others. So it's just mm. one of those things where we're like, okay, I got my degree. I'm out. And, you know, they sacrifice, especially going into law school or doctors where you're going to be, educating yourself for a very long time and the like the more educated you are and the higher up you go it's gonna be less and less black folks yeah it also didn't help because like the music was so sad like it made me get off of their side like which is which is very rare when you can actually whoa, what was that it's, it's very rare when you can like go okay i would like to um support this cause and then you listen to it and you're like whoa you niggas are extremely sad and this is uh not not really what i want to hear you know because it was just and it sounded like whining like like i said and then the other thing is they didn't present any solutions Mm-mm, or any to like they're going to solve the problem or, right. or what they wanted in return or how they wanted things to change and my thing and the, i thought about this y'all are law students um Shouldn't y'all put y'all brains together and think of lawyer shit and, you know, write documents and go, you know, like, like, honestly, you, you're going to school for this shit. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if, if, if you want to set, lay grounds, lay grounds to make a change where the, the things that you went through, nobody else has to go through, right? Because you got legal documentation and, and shit like that instead of writing video. I mean, instead of making videos, it ain't going to make a difference. Yeah. And I think the music was just, so sad um like let me see if i can play something for you people because this music was just it like it killed me inside i tried i really did try but then like it listen to shit i agreed to participate in the awareness campaign because i am so tired of being on this campus every day and having to plead my humanity essentially to other students. I feel like an outsider constantly, and I don't feel like at my own school I can solely focus on being a student. And it feels like I'm in another country, (coughs) European country actually. But actually like, I don't know, it, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on me to do well, which I don't necessarily mind, but it's just, it's hard. And my thing is this, you say you don't mind, but you do mind because you're making this goddamn video. Uh, yeah, and you you didn't know it would be hard? Nobody told, nobody, nobody told you this, baby? 
yeah like i was hoping they would have like some specific like this is the thing that happened or more detailed or these are the incidents like name names like yeah this, this just sounds like y'all complaining for eight minutes with the the song from the incredible hulk in the background <laughs> yeah it's just a sad somber like why us yeah and it's it's just one of those things where uh the reality is what do you do once you leave the university and go out to the real world and the corporate world and you get some of this same treatment are you gonna make a video and send it to hr yeah it's just not a leader's mentality no like you're not, not at all. like this is not a strong person that's a leader like this is a person that's just begging to be fit to fit in and also you know me personally man one of my biggest problems i've had with black liberals black academics um is this undercurrent of white people please like me you know what i mean yeah. please, please accept me like i'm kind of always asking for your approval in some way you know in some kind of way even my protest is gonna be it will only be sated by the time that you just kind of pat me on my head and go all right buddy i i agree you guys are right yeah, instead of being comfortable in your own skin. And the, the thing about it is that there's no mentors. There's no other black lawyers or anybody that you can go to and talk to that has been through this. They can kind of help you get through the process. And you're not the first blacks and you won't be the last blacks to go through this process. And there are a lot of black people that went through the process and had to deal with a lot of the things that you had to deal with. But they also love themselves, love them, love their blackness and also say, I'm here and you're going to have to deal with me, damn it. Yeah, I just don't see. I don't know. It's like the Drake. Um, it's like the Drake generation, you know, where it's just like I'm going to complain to complain. It's like we know you're human. We know you have feelings um the only people that would deny you that humanity aren't gonna look at this video and go oh okay like if i'm a white person looking at this video that is part of the quote-unquote problem at ucla what am i supposed to learn from this video and what am i supposed to do to help mm-hmm. you know it's just such yeah, bullshit no foundation like, like life is hard I say that again you know and like i said I, like this would make me not want to go to ucla because if i was a young black kid i don't want to be like you true you know, but I don't have to plead for my humanity. <sighs> Pleading for my humanity. I know I'm a human being. You plead for your humanity to who? Not. Plead for your humanity to who? That's right. To who? What are they doing? Uh, anyway, man. So, yeah, I discussed with them, man. That was we got to do better, man. Don't don't let them see you crack like that anymore. Um, all right. Um, the what else was that? The last come. Oh, um yeah and like you also said graduate school can be tough and lonely for everyone you know what i mean like this is like you guys are still in a prestigious situation yes because most people don't go no regardless of color of skin most people don't go past a standard four-year degree so the poll was actually do the black students at ucla have a point uh yes they have a goal in mind no they're just complaining 68 percent of people said no they're just complaining 32% 32% of people say they have a goal in mind. I wish any of you would have commented and let me know what the goal was. Yeah, because I, I don't know from that video. Right. It feel like some touchy-feely shit that I don't understand. Like, I'm not saying you're not allowed to have emotions or any of this shit, but what what were, what is anyone supposed to do to fix this situation? Because to me, it just sounds like 
i'm sad i has the sad so it's like all right cool what steps are we supposed to take to help this out oh no i don't have i don't know i just want to feel better okay well then a lot go write a blog a lot of people are sad that's true um voicemail time yo Ryan karen what's up man this is your boy phil five and uh i have one thing that i need to tell you guys knowledge yourself all along niggas knowledge thyself uh chill check your fucking people down in florida man what the fuck are y'all niggas doing i don't understand what type of education you see this is what happens when coursework is not completed i do not get why in the hell that lady would come out and say <laughs> knowledge thyself on the law that I, I, I don't even have any more work you know what um Peace, y'all. That shit was terrible. Peace. Peace. You know, going back today, sorry, uh, thanks for writing, thanks for calling Phil File. Going back a second, I was thinking about this UCLA shit a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot to mention this on the air. Another reason that that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way is because they feel like the kind of black people that would not, like, that would feel like, they. it's like they're saying, I'm exceptional, I got accepted here, and y'all still don't treat me like I'm white. You know what I mean? And like they would look down on other black people, in my opinion, that did not attain that status. Like somehow I'm going to reach this mythical goal of a status where white people just look at me and they see Tyrone, not Tyrone, the black guy. And it's like that shit doesn't exist. It sure don't. The president of the United States has the highest office in the fucking land and they cannot wait to point out that he's black. And like my whole life, I've always kind of felt this, um, a little bit of disdain from some black people that go to major like white universities that shit on HBCUs. And this has always been my argument for HBCU is you can get the mentality of a leader. You can get the mentality of an entrepreneur. You can get the confidence that would not be given to you anywhere else. And, and, and you don't get it because anyone's showing you favoritism. Mm-hmm. You get it because of the opposite. You know you're there on your own merit. There's no other thing you can fall back on. At all, because everybody looks the same. And it's one of those things where either you're going to sink or swim, you're not going to get any cushion, you're not going to get any, well, oh, we feel sorry for you because you're the one of X amount of black folks here. I know majority of the students are black. There are people of different races and colors, but majority of students in your class on campus are going to be black. And it's just one of those things where, to me, uh, it's sad that black people even have the same mentality, have, have that, have that particular mentality when your mama, your grandmama, your uncles, your cousin, the people that love, support you and raise you are black. No, they, a lot of them might not be as educated, but you shouldn't be ashamed and feel ashamed of your culture and where you come from because these same people are rooting and pushing for you. And a lot of times you wouldn't have gotten there if it was not for them. Well, it's like the text messages between Jonathan Martin and his father. Well, Jonathan Martin is, texting his father saying hey this white dude is being racist to me in my job i don't know if i can handle it and his father doesn't say like well man up and toughen up because you're tough or because you're not gonna let him see you sweat he says you just have to learn to take racism if you're gonna be in these environments because that's what is expected of you and that kind of shit to me is like you've given up on 
the fight. Mm-hmm. Like you had a hope that there was a certain level of humanity you would be treated with once you attained a certain status in life. No. And now since you're finding out that that's not happening, all of a sudden you want to turn around to the rest of the world and start crying like racism is real, y'all. And it's like, motherfucker, we all know that. Yes. And, and, and like, and, and hold on go before ahead. you go. go um, ahead. like that's the thing too with, um, like when people would try to shit on HBCUs, which happens a ton. Where I'm like, you know that I, in my HBCU, I got to see black people in positions of achievement and power that you probably didn't get to see. You know, I got to see my dean be a black person. I got to see them when they brought in entrepreneurs and people in high, high, uh, positions at corporations come in and talk to us. You know, when I see my professors and they're black, that shit matters. It's a very small thing, but it matters. It matters as much as um, in the 60s when they gave girls white Barbies and black Barbies and they all wanted to play with the black girls wanted to play with the white Barbies because they were like, this is what uh, beauty looks like to me because it's been ingrained in me from so many other places. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's a certain level in this video of that type of entitlement. At least it's the vibe that I got from there, which is but not me. Like, I understand for these other black people, but. The 33 of us, we got here. So why are you treating us like this? It's like, cause they don't, they don't see a difference between you and the next person. Cause as far as they're concerned, you're black. And that's the number one thing that's going to define you. Um, and I'm not even saying it's their fault for seeing you that way. You're just going to have to achieve in spite of it. Cause everyone else is. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah. And it's also one of those things where the reality is is that uh, black people realize that they're black, period. And black people realize that they're going to be looked at black first and everything else second. And it's just one of those things where uh, we understand that the way our culture and society is, you're not looked at as an individual. You're looked at as a monolith. Everybody's the same and you represent everybody, regardless if that's true or not and all that stuff. I'm not, we can argue about that later on. But it's just one of those things where uh, when you're black, you just realize that fighting is just something that you have to do. You have to man up. You have to be strong. You have to be willing to fight for what is right. And you have to be willing to get to the point where you say, well, you have to force people to respect you. Well, I just, I don't think you have to fight. Like a lot of people don't want to take on this, this battle, quote unquote. And I don't, I don't think they have to, but you're just going to have to understand you're living in this circumstance. And that's it. Nobody want to hear this shit. Uh, yeah, and, and when I mean have to fight, I don't mean like physically fight and fall out with people, but Me just neither. let people know that I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Like, like some people won't even do that much. They make these videos versus telling people, hey, I'm here and y'all going to have to deal with me. To me, that's a form of fighting. Mm-hmm. It, it's not always, you know, going and smacking people and falling out people, but you have to let people know that, that, that I, I do have a backbone. You need to show up to class and you need to do your fucking work and you need to do it better than other people. That's the end of the fucking discussion. And that's your only responsibility as a student, period. If you want to have a black student union or something like that, that's cool too. But keep in mind, all this shit is only functioning if you show up to class and do the work. And it's sad because to me, you just let your classmates know and your school know that you got in your head. And I don't want them looking at me and just saying, well, I wouldn't want them looking at you. Like it's some kind of fucking charity case. You're not a dog. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not someone who needs to be patted on the head. You're just as tough as everybody else, if not tougher. 
so to me it felt like i want sympathy from somebody that could give less than a fuck about you and that is so played out I see it all the fucking time. Half the time when I read these think pieces and when you see people railing against a certain type of status quo, all you, all I really read is please like me. Please accept me as one of you. Please view me as your equal. Please, please, please. And no matter what form it takes, whether it's anger, whether it's disdain, whether it's camaraderie, it's just the whole idea of like, please accept me. Please like me. Please, please think of me as a peer. And it's like, nah, man, like fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Like, you have the tools. You're already there. You're already in the position to achieve. There's really nothing they can do to stop you at this point. The rest is on you. The eight minutes y'all did this video, which is probably hours and hours of man time, power, and and time, and time equity, could have been spent doing something way more productive. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do or say to people that will look at you uh, as a black person as a nigger or however you want to put it, there are people out there of all race, creeds, colors that will accept you for who you are. And not, you, it's, it's not just that. Th- th- nobody cares. Like That's true, too. I, I literally mean this. Most of your te- the, the people that, the reason that they're right doing this is because they want these people to care about them on a human level. Okay. okay. The, people just don't care. They're not even being racist. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, there's so many more of us than you we're not, we don't wake up and say, how do I hold a black person down today at UCLA? They don't give a fuck. They just trying to get their degree like you. I ain't that, now that's true. You know, like I said, I had a racist, uh, a black racist professor who was racist against white people one of my years in, in school. And I barely went to fucking school and I, uh, to class, to his class. Um, I barely did all the work, even though I was clearly one of the brightest people in the class because I knew th- th- it was a bullshit class. Like, we would show up and he put bamboozled on for like three classes ah. in a row. <clears throat> so, um, I remember I got a, a, we did a pop quiz and, uh, I got an A on it. I hadn't even been to class. I didn't know any of this shit. I was just making it up. And this other white girl got a C. And she was like, why'd you get a C and I got an A? No offense, you barely come here. And I said, I don't know. I think he's racist. And then she was just like, but that's wrong. I was like, I know you shouldn't be racist. But I'm taking this A. And that is how shit works. Nobody wakes up and goes, how can I screw these black people over? And true. Your classmates don't even fucking think about you. They're just trying to get their degree to say, well, you're getting your degree. So save the video. That's all. All right. Next, next voice. Hey, Rod. Hey, Ken. It's Lashonda. Soon to be doctor on Twitter. It's been a while since I've called in, and I don't want anything in particular. I just had to say, I enjoy the show. It's only because Rod sings the Get, um, Guess the Race song with the... Excuse me, that's my background. He sings that song with the entirety of his part, and it just brings me so much joy. I can't wait for the next episode, and I kind of fast forward just to hear him sing, because he sounds so joyful. Anyway, you guys keep up the good work in the great show. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. Thank you so much. Been a while since we heard from uh, Shonda, but uh, we appreciate you. Um, I know she's trying to be a doctor, so make sure you put the, put out that um, video uh, crying because that's the only way to get that degree, okay? Ah! It's going to get you three credits closer. You know what's up, Roddy Karen? It's your boy, Phil Bob, man. Um, I was listening to your show. I was listening to all of them, all the shows. I listened to all the shows this week. And uh, I have, uh, I was inspired to to make a list of five people 
that need to knowledge themselves, okay? Just just go with your head, okay? I'm going to go through this real quickly because I know my time is running. Okay, number five, all involved with the re-release of Heroes because uh the second season, okay? Yeah. Um, number four, Chris Lambert's blind date because people who judge people that play video games are evil and uh, they they kind of deserve to be alone. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number three, Ted Nugent because this son of a bitch obviously needs to Google what apology really means. All right. You know. Uh, yeah. Number two, that Mark Regenerous guy for thinking that gay people getting married equals uh, cheating in anal sex. That ain't how it worked, though. Um, calm down. All right. And the number one person or people uh, that should knowledge themselves is all non-premium members because y'all are missing out on greatness. All right. Knowledge yourself. (laughs) Knowledge yourself on the greatness that Rod and Karen are doing, man. All right. Oh, honorable mention, Lena Dunham. For scandal, you're not getting on scandal, okay? You know, so stop it. You get an honorable mention. She wasn't quite important enough to make the list, but she got that honorable mention. And uh, also, people mad at uh, Skateboard Pete, man. Calm the hell down, all right? Just, just calm down. It ain't that serious. It's an album cover, people. It's for marketing. Let it go, all right? Hey, black guy who tips nation, man. Y'all be good. Take it easy. It's your boy, self yeah, I appreciate that. Now those people do need to knowledge themselves, because uh, those are some pretty stupid people. Uh, and uh, except for the people, I won't shit on anybody that didn't go premium. I understand people. It's hard. Times are hard out there, and I don't want there to be a class divide between the premium people and non-premium, non-premium people, because uh, you know um, everybody that is spreading the word and supporting us is helping the show out. So yes, they are. Who is Skateboard P? Pharrell. Oh, okay. that's that's one of his nicknames. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you know he can uh, you know Pharrell he he uh doesn't have black people enough on his covers and that's a problem. So it should be banging. I don't care. I think I'm post racial when it comes to Pharrell. If I was him, my next album would just be a black woman's unkempt vagina, just a close up, ah! right, just right in like look, right in guys, your face. Look, all right. I'm on y'all side. Next voicemail. What's up, Rod and Ken? It's Brent calling you once again from the comforts of my bed on a Saturday morning. I just called because I remember over the last two weeks you guys talking about um, spending money and investing time in dates. And it just reminded me of an experience um, that you were talking about because you, you said, Rod, um, that in today's in today's society, we really don't have genuine first dates because you need people on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. You pretty much know someone's entire life story by the time you go on the first date with them. So one of the things that happened is once um, a young lady who I had known before, we had dated, we actually, um, we actually went out. And during the day, you know, she was tweeting and she went to the restroom and I saw some of her tweets and she was basically trashing me on Twitter. Talking about she was bored, she didn't want to, after she had asked me, I'm talking about how she really didn't want to be here. So 
what I did was, and I don't apologize for it, I made her pay for her food. I mean, she was trashing me on Twitter, so I, I figured there was no reason for me to further invest in her. And that was pretty much the last time we talked. So, and I don't apologize for it. I mean, it is what it is. So there are certain situations where I perfectly agree with you. It, it does kind of kill the whole dating process. And I would never spend, you know, $150, $200 on the first date. You don't even know if you like the person. I've been talking about that last week. But that is a point that you made that I totally agree with. Social media has kind of destroyed dating for us. And also, um, I just wanted to say um, I'm, I wanted to ask you about the um the casting for um, the new Fantastic Four movie. There's been some controversy controversy over Michael um, Michael Jordan being cast in the role of the Human Torch. Now, I mean, personally, I believe the cast should be a bit older, but I don't know how you felt about it. Um, I really didn't have as much of a problem with Michael P. Jordan as I did some of the other actors because maybe I'm just not well familiar with them, but they look a little young to be the Fantastic Four. And I always expect the Fantastic Four to kind of be at least in their mid-30s, except for Human Torch. But, you know, maybe I'm different. I'm not as big of a comic book nerd as the rest of you guys are. So maybe you can expound upon that and share your opinions on the casting of the Fantastic Four movie. Well, Love y'all, all. Y'all be good. One more thing. Hey, Miss Karen, I don't know if I said hello to you. Hi, sweetie. And all y'all out there in Black Eyed Who Tells Nation. Take care. Um, all right, man. Um, as far as the Fantastic Four, first of all, um, the the date thing that was classy. Okay, mm-hmm. way to uh, way to be a jerk about it, but uh. I hear you. I mean, I'm sure that that anger was real in that second, you know, when you were reading that she was shitting on you. Like I said, Twitter and Facebook is the closest we'll ever get to being psychic. Yeah. Um, so if you know somebody's Twitter or Facebook and they're on a date tweeting about how you ain't shit, I mean, I could definitely understand being like, well, then pay for your own ain't shit meal. Ain't that the truth. Um, Because, I mean, obviously she's not going to be looking for a second date or she's being phony on the first date, right? Um, now, me personally, I would have paid for the woman's meal because that is, to me, the promise that I made. I didn't, you know, she didn't promise to like me. She just promised to go out on a date with me. So if she's not having a good a good time. She's not having a good time. We're not making connection. Um, I will still hold up my end of the bargain and be done with it. That's fine. Uh, we just didn't make a connection. But uh, like I said, I could that's that's the thing that's the danger of tweeting on a date and shit out mm-hmm. like i don't even know why i guess that must be a thing that people are doing but it's like whenever i read that on twitter i'm always like i wonder how rude this person is being when they're like i'm on a date with this guy and uh yeah so basically the whole time you're on your telephone while y'all are actually at the meal trying to eat yeah like i've seen i just went to the bathroom so i could tweet y'all this dude ain't shit you know so but uh yeah <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that's weird. Um, what was the other thing he brought up? I forgot the second thing. Oh, Fantastic Forecasting. Mm-hmm. I don't really care that much, honestly. 
Uh, it seems like it's being overblown or something. I don't, I don't understand why anybody's, uh, upset one way or the other. Like, even the racist people don't seem that racist this time. Like, uh, you know, just seems kind of pointless. Uh, next voicemail, and I believe the last voicemail. Hey, Riley Karen, this is Sterling, the wound guy. I hope this message reaches you in good health. I want to, I just want to thank y'all for nominating me for a tippy, let alone two. But really, this message is for you. It's for the people that matter right now, the nation. Nation, I don't ask much of you, but in this hour of tippydom, I need you to look in your heart and vote for me, Sterling, for best interview. Because a vote for me isn't just a vote for me. It's a vote for Rod. Doesn't he deserve it? He's the one that asked the thought-provoking questions. I'm merely just a vessel for, you know, like I would say awareness, just happiness, greatness in general. But doesn't that man deserve your adoration? Doesn't doesn't he really? Doesn't he deserve a tippy just like I do? I'm, I already know I'm going to lose the funniest moment. There's no way my cheap-ass game and addiction can beat medicated glasses. But please, when you go to those polls, you vote MT14, Sterling. Because a vote for me is a vote for America, the blackout tips, titties, bacon, anything else awesome. I'm Sterling Harrison. I approve this message. Uh, wow. Sterling literally just did a campaign speech to win a tippy. I, that's a that's, first. That's what you do. You're taking I, it serious. He's already I, got a leg up on the competition. I applaud you. Folks mm-hmm. need to be out there. You need to be pushing and promoting and pushing on Facebook and Twitter because every vote counts, y'all. Yeah, amazing. Um, all right, man. We just got some emails and we're going to get out of here. This is from my man Ernest. He says, Oh, hold on. Got a phone call. Let me pick this up. Yo, you're on with the blackout tips. What's up? Uh, shaved pussy is devil pussy. Alright? It is. It's devil so, pussy. So I'm assuming. Bald pussy. Bald pussy. Alright? Makes fat pussy look like a booty. No, no. I don't like that. Now. So, uh, like chill. a low trim, then chin, chill. Yeah, the, the, leave a little hair on that thing, girl. Leave <laughs> a little hair on that thing. So, chill. I assume that you follow uh, Post Bad Bushes on Twitter. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never even heard of that, and I'm glad you said it. So, if I ever come across it, no, sir. <laughs> I no, mean, what you you, you 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 advocating? I don't bush. I don't know. I don't want no nut bush. Okay, no, I don't want no, no. I, I like a little a groom action going on. Just leave a little landing strip or the mohawk, whatever y'all call it. You can do a nice little even low. You know what I'm saying? Just, just keep you know, it, keep get it your little line, really well. up, you know, get your bikini line trimmed up. You know, make it look good. Just don't shave it all off, and I don't be looking down there fucking looking like Isaac Hayes around the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I've never really been into the, you gotta shave it bald thing either. I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's like having sex with a Barbie doll or some shit. Hey, or worse yet, it made me feel like I shouldn't be doing it because little girls don't have no hair. Women supposed to have hair around that thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, go ahead, Karen, go no, ahead, Karen. No problem. And not only that, for me, what motherfuckers don't talk about, that shit itches when it grows back in. That's the part they don't talk about. It <laughs> itches like fuck. You be like, oh my god. You know what? I ain't even gonna talk about that, cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Terry Lynn, 
Soul Patch! Yeah, okay. <laughs> Had to get there for Terrell. Um, uh, I just want to say this real quick. Um, Howard, shut the fuck up, nigga. You are a pain in the ass in the first degree. I got seven words for you. Don't call this motherfucker no more. Don't call. <laughs> don't comment. Don't email. Don't voicemail. Don't do nothing. I, you know, I hope you get your own show. I really do. You got and one I hope too. that you get a voicemail on your show. All right. Cause I'm going to call your show like 20 times a day. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to call your show. I'm going to talk about shitty ass, bloody coochie. Okay. Oh, I'm talk about toe jams, chitlins. Okay, I'm gonna talk about everything but what you talking about. How would this shit got to stop? It don't make no sense. I don't know what's wrong with you, bruh. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know why you do the things you do. You ain't cute. You ain't sexy. And I'm telling you, Howard, <clears throat> and you are number one on my list to suck a dick as of right now. Okay? <laughs> dick. Right now, okay, and uh, you're gonna be next in line next year when the tipsies come up. Yeah, I said tipsies because that's what I be half of the damn time. Tipsy, you're gonna be <laughs> sucking my dick then too. Yeah, this is bullshit. Oh, and Sterling, uh, you need to be worrying about your balls, okay? You need to be worrying about keeping your balls cool, not no damn tippy award. Uh, my brother. Your boss should be hanging out the window right now as we speak. Getting that good, cool air. Getting that good, old, cool air. Your wife should be blowing on him something. Don't worry about damn tipsy. You worrying about tipsy award. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's oh, real. <laughs> that's real. But, you know, Sterling, you know what? I'm I'm a vote for you, dog. I, I'm I'm a vote for you. You know, even though you know I don't understand the self promotion thing, it's supposed to be for the people to choose. But I'm a vote for you, though, because yeah, you you one of my favorite people. Even though you know I never met you, and you know probably will never want to meet you. Because if I meet you, that means you're going to be butt naked from the waist down, and I'm not really prepared to see that. You know. Ah! Uh, yeah, you gotta keep your balls. I understand about the ball issues. I understand, but uh, I'm I'm gonna vote for you. So anyway, with that being said, how y'all doing, Sherry? Oh, we doing good. Doing good over yeah, here. You know, I, I've been hearing, you know, you know, like I say, I'm I'm caught up now, and you know, I've been hearing little show minds and stuff talking about, and I'm telling you, I y'all are better people than me. Because the subject matter y'all have been talking about, I think uh, I would have had a stroke about, oh my God, long time ago, you know. Because, I, I mean, just some of the shit that y'all get into, it's just like, damn. And, and the fact that you sit here and you entertain feedback, you know, and it's just like, I don't get it. Because you know how I am. You know, when I have a point of view, it's like, okay, this is how I feel and this is how I feel. You know, and, you know, I can, I can get for a good debate, but sometimes people, I got to say, y'all don't be bringing it. You know, it's a lot of y'all do, but sometimes when these subjects, a lot of y'all don't be bringing it. And, <laughs> and, and, and if for no other reason, cause a lot of y'all just don't know what the fuck y'all be talking about. A lot of you just have no idea what the fuck you be talking about, you know, but you know, I listen anyway. And like I said, y'all are better people than me. And, uh, on that note, Karen, I heard what you said, so sound like y'all ready for me since Jamie married now. Sound like y'all sound like y'all ready for me. Sound like Karen. Y'all ready I'm for not. me. Uh uh baby, uh Karen did apologize in advance. I heard what she said. 
Sorry, a low. I heard it. I heard it, baby. Uh, <clears throat> y'all ready for me? Oh, and, 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 and just real talk. Uh, I've already called anal when I get married. <laughs> I've already called it too. All in you, all up in there. So it's not just a man woman thing. Mm. I'm here to attack you. I'm a find a way to get it, man. Okay, I'm a let you <laughs> get in where I fit it. <laughs> Everybody can <getting> so. Because <laughs> this is what I see. We gonna be married. Oh yeah, that means we can fuck legally now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No hoes barred. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting busy. Oh, mm-hmm. that's like you know the wedding ain't gonna be big, and you know it's like if you knew what we was wearing, you we gonna be on some Wiz Khalifa shit. But fuck him, we gonna be on some common Erica Badu shit. Flip <laughs> flops. I'm gonna be wearing es- espadrilles and shit, and and you know, yeah, my dashiki, and yeah, you know my little cotton elastic pants with the with the twist tie in the front. And shit. I'm gonna be on some shit like that, and, and my baby, you know, she gonna have her little her little uh, Kotex field attire on. She ain't gonna be wearing no shoes. She gonna have a toe ring on. It's yeah. And then after that, after kissing the brat, we leaving y'all niggas there. Whoever coming. We going to get busy. That's how that is. Y'all can look at the Cote Fields all you want. We going to get busy. I don't know what he called. Yep. Uh-huh. Eight ball. Send a pocket. That's what I didn't call. Y'all are just, it's just amazing, like, how good y'all get. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, the more y'all, it's like, okay, y'all already doing like 90 shows a week. I, I mean, I, I get that, but it's just like, it's just amazing how, you know, the, the, the content and, and the delivery and just the overall show, it, it just keeps getting better. It, it's like you take a step forward and then you take two steps forward and you just, you just never go backwards. And that just amazes me how you can still keep it fresh and entertaining and, and informative, you know, and most importantly, funny as all hell. No, that that's because you know I love to laugh. Thank you, you know nothing about me. You know I love to laugh. I just want to say, man, I'm, I'm proud of y'all. Y'all keep up the good work. You know, so I'm gonna continue to give you my recurring no nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, ah! yeah, uh, no problem. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, no, we, we, we fine. We fine with that, chill. Situ- I mean, you know my situation. I don't yeah. th- for the people out there. I don't own credit cards. Not because I owe people stuff, because I don't trust them. I'm what, I, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm just, please wait. I'm very particular about my money. I am old school. If I can't pay cash or buy the check, it ain't meant for me to have. That's just what I do. That's, I mean, I mean, people be laughing, but it's like, I look at the bright side. You know, I'm not in debt. I don't owe nobody nothing, and I ain't got to worry about nobody. Cause I mean, once you use one of them things, it's like yo, yo, your information is all up in cyberspace, waiting for somebody to just grab it and do what they want to do with it. No, you gonna have to rate. You gonna have to rate me the old-fashioned way. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> they got, to, they have to knock you out, chill. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah you <laughs> knock you out and take it. Yeah, yeah, you know, ain't gonna be none of this new rape. No, you gonna have to rape me the old fashioned. You gonna have to beat me over the head and take the pussy that way. Ain't gonna be no roofies in my drink. Ain't gonna be none of that. No, you gonna have to beat me up and knock me the hell out and take the pussy that way. And that's just how I feel. So that's why, you know, I don't, I can't donate to some of the shows I want to. 
you know, but, you know, I still love y'all. Yeah, Only thing I can do is donate my time. You know what I'm saying? That's more than enough, children. Yeah, and, uh, yeah you done more to spread yeah, word for the show yeah, than you even know, man. A lot, I clear. A lot of people love, uh, like, love the show. They just love you. So we and, appreciate you and, just even supporting. Okay, that's we true. bullshit. Y'all full of shit because, uh, you know, when you go on Spreecast, you can see how many people be looking at y'all. And that's during the week. Y'all be getting 1,500, 1,600 viewers a show during the week. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but people yeah. be people yeah. be asking about you. People be asking yeah. about you for sure. You, you go you go too long, they'll be hitting us up. Hey, I hey hey, how, how chill doing? What's, what's happening? And all that stuff. And and you know, chill. We be working on being businessmen. That's a lot of hard work and still trying to be funny. Because sometimes their business ain't always funny. Word word. But you know what? When them dollars come in, hey, I, I, I hopefully hopefully y'all gonna start making enough of them where it's gonna all be good and you're gonna be like. All right, then, you know, but y'all, I don't know how y'all make it work, but I'm just glad y'all make it work. And I'm telling y'all, uh, y'all niggas out there who, I mean, I know times are tough, so if you can't afford it, this don't apply to you. But if you can afford to, oh man, just come on, man. Just take up the slack for me. Somebody donate five dollars <laughs> in my damn name. Something, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to put my name on it. Put your name on it, but I'm just saying, be like, you know what? Chill makes sense. Let me give five dollars. See if everybody just gave five dollars, man. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Don't even yeah. Give me, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I don't even want to think like that because I I'll be sitting around here spending money I don't have. <laughs> 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 yeah, because it's all kinds of things we could do. And, like, it's just one of those things where uh, it might not sound like much when you say that. But, yeah, for the amount of people that listen, if everybody just just, just gave a dollar, it only has to be $5 a dollar, it could make a huge difference because there's so many things that we want to do to make the show grow and, 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 like, so many things we want to do as far as reaching out to the fans. And so it's one of those things where it's a slow process, but when we get there, I'll be happy. And I want to get to the point where I can be on the Black Out Who Tips payroll too yeah well thank, word, yeah. word. you because yeah, i say you know five dollars because you got to leave at least a five-star review you know mm, even though i true. know you know so i'm like let's start off with five dollars you know <laughs> but i understand what y'all saying a dollar is fine but come on let, let's just shoot for the moon five dollars everybody just give at least five dollars <laughs> you know and, and lure that five-star rating that y'all would want to give but like me fuck a password i don't know no fuck that so i can't even <laughs> let, do that because Password. That's too hard. I can't do that. But everybody give a five dollar donation in lieu of a five star review. You know that works wonders too. You'd be surprised. You know, and uh, I don't know, y'all. If anything, no, that's just me talking about shit. Even though I'm dead serious, I'm coming telling y'all don't do that. I swear I'll come find y'all, and I will be shitting on <laughs> shit in front porches. But like, just let's just keep showing them I love y'all, cause I mean, look, look how much they. I mean, all the shit I hear from y'all, y'all, how much Ryan can't get y'all through hard time when a family member die, or when you're going through it with your crazy baby mama, or your crazy baby daddy, or your job stressing you out, or this or that. All the shit I hear, how they just got you through a rough time. With, come on, man, it's it's we not over. I mean, it's it's still a rough time for them, cause they still got to. Got to get this thing rolling now. You know, Ron ain't been doing the independent thing for for, for a year yet. <laughs> yeah, so it's still in it. this infantile stages, man. We, we we got to come on. It takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> All yeah. right. Reverend Chill. Let me let me let me get out of here before you pass around the plate. I know, I'm about and to say, do we do we need to pass around the cyber yeah, plate? She's gonna be like, now nah, for the benediction. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Some of y'all was at the club last night. 
You and you and now you coming up in the blackout tips Saturday morning like it ain't like I ain't see you at the club. Yes, that five dollar okay. tip that you left, you could have gave somebody. <laughs> look to your neighbors, look to the left, look to the right, say neighbor, neighbor, I will give next week. I will give next week. <laughs> oh my y'all are terrible, man. <laughs> All right, um, man. Hey, I ain't going to keep y'all because I do want to hear the rest of the show. So on that note, I love y'all. Love you, you too, too sweetie. Uh, Black Owl Tip Nation. One love. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. And uh, those are the uh, um, abide, by, abide accordingly to the announcements. Uh, shout out to that T, you know, since we just had service. Uh, thanks, man. This is from Ernest. Says Rod, we had a discussion on Twitter a couple months back about marriage and divorce versus trying to make it work. My wife and I have been pretty have been having issues pretty much since day one, and have been in therapy and trying to work on since month two. Um, honestly, looking back, we bought, we probably shouldn't have went through with the wedding because there were signs that we were not ready. But the pres the pressure to take the quote unquote next step got to us. Yeah, that happens to a lot of people. Yes, it does. And Instead it's like of going at your own pace not just at your own pace sometimes you might want to get off the ride but yeah that, that pressure is always on people and people uh do stuff that they think will release the pressure and it just adds it to a more complex more pressurized situation mm-hmm. it's like oh i don't know if i want to get engaged i'm not sure i want to get married to this woman well you got to get engaged it's been a year or two okay well we're getting engaged i don't know if we should go through with this wedding well you know the the the, the date is set so y'all already getting married, you know, well, we're married and uh, neither one of us seem to be happy. Maybe we should just cut this thing off right here. Well, now everybody's asking about when you're going to have kids. Now you have a kids, you know, you got a house. Now you got a house. Next thing you know, you got a complicated life where you really can't walk away because you're obligated to, to too much shit. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the situation was not getting better. And last week I decided to move out of the house and begin the separation process. The discussion that we had on Twitter really helped give me the the bravery to actually pull the trigger and try for happiness instead of settling for what I have and staying in a bad relationship because I was afraid of divorce and being labeled a quitter or a failure. Yeah, that's that stigma is real. Yes, it is. And the, the, <coughs> divorce is not the end. Divorce is the beginning of, of a better life for a lot of people. I think a lot of times people uh, stay in what is familiar to them versus saying i'm not happy here this is not where i want to be and uh breaking it off and it's funny how a lot of people look down on uh divorce even people that have been divorced look down on divorce which is ironic but it's just one of those things where divorce is i don't i don't consider a divorce a bad thing yeah a lot of people look down on themselves for getting divorced yes they do you like know? i'm a failure i could have tried better i could have did better because the way the society is it's always you know try to do everything before you can before you choose the option of divorce when uh, honestly a lot of people just shouldn't have got married from the very beginning which is something people don't want to admit yeah and a lot of uh, uh our lore a lot of our like what we read and, and see on tv and stuff is centered around the idea that you can always make it work no matter how fucked up it is no matter how bad it gets something will happen like most romantic comedies really should be about people breaking up but they always get to that hour and 15 minute mark and then somebody does a bold gesture like quit a job or some shit and next thing you know they're back together and it's like that really shouldn't like y'all might have been happier apart Mm -hmm. obviously um, yeah, because if it, if the movie quote unquote ends like that, it's not a happy romantic ending. But that's the reality for a lot of people, though. 
I don't really know where I'm going from here, but at least I'm making progress towards something instead of spinning my wheels in a bad place. Just wanted to pass on my thanks. And I said, no problem, man. I hope it all works out. And he said, thanks, man. Hoping to find something like you and Karen have. I never really saw a good marriage growing up. And then I got married and see them all over the place. It's like, what you mean? I don't have to be miserable. That totally changed the game for me, Ernest. You don't. Yeah, you don't got to be miserable, yeah, man. Being married does not equal miserable. Yeah, a lot of people out here promoting that, you know, that's just what a relationship is. It's just what marriage is. But uh I don't think so, man. I don't think you have to give in to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that is people have their manhood tied up in that. And, and their womanhood. Uh, well, well, I was going to say, when I say manhood tied up in the idea that being married means you're going to be miserable. Oh, okay. I think that's how it's promoted to men specifically is well, marriage just means you're going to not be happy. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. that, like, you know, you hear all the time people go, well, you can either be happy or you could be right. It's like, or I could be both if I married a sensible motherfucker. Ain't that the truth. You know what I mean? I don't have to marry some crazy person that, that some fictional, crazy, moody, unstable woman because I'm, I'm just a dude. I'm a bro's bro. Like, I could also pick somebody that, you know, I can communicate with. And talk to like she's somebody. Yeah, then I'll put a clothes hamper under her side of the bed, okay? <laughs> um, Floyd Wright said, or is it Rochelle? Anyway, hey guys, I'm a big fan. I saw these two articles, they screened Guess the Race, we already covered them. Uh, one other, one other question, actually two questions. Can you tell me the story behind the name, The Blackout Tips? <clears throat> it was a blog that I was working on, um, when I was, uh, you know how like shit back in like myspace days mm-hmm. um i just call it the blackout tips i used to be a waiter i tip people um i was tired of stereotyping people saying black people don't tip i was like i know black people that tip um and i'm one of them so uh if you say black people don't tip you can at least point to me because i do tip so uh not trying to say i'm better than anybody not trying mm-hmm. to say uh you know all black people do or don't tip but this is a catchy name and people like laugh as soon as they hear. It. Even now, when I tell people our email address or what our show is about, we immediately get this. Like people just like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" So, mm-hmm. um, and and you never know. It's almost like a rush art like thing where it's funnier to know what it means to other people than what it means to me at this that's point. That's true. Um, what would Rod do? What would Karen do about this scenario? You're in a crowded rest section of a restaurant. Your service sucks because there is only one waitress assigned to ten tables. The server was extremely nice, but the poor service was not her fault. How do you tip her? Please don't read my name on the air. <laughs> well, that should have started the email with that. Or uh, And below is my email address if you want to reply that way. I sent you a five-star review a while back. Thanks. Y'all got to start with don't read my name. At the very top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, the uh, the now I'm all thrown yeah, out because I, I didn't want to say the person's name. We've been in those situations but, before. Mm-hmm. We've been in situations before where uh, the service has been bad. I I think um, they went to some place off of Park Road. I don't know if this place is still open. Some Chinese place where we went in there and everybody was already ticked and pissed and angry and service was just slow and it took forever. Uh, and it's just one of those things where uh, because we served we have a tendency to look at the situation around to dictate uh how the tipping should be. We still tipped, but it's just one of those things because tipping is what we do. Um, but I know for a lot of people, service matters. 
um and they don't give a damn about what else is going on i'm i'm and that's understandable yeah personally man uh i would tip someone uh in a situation like that because um i i just i always err on the side of tipping i over tip is what i do i was scarred too much as a waiter to not tip well and mostly above and beyond what i'm supposed to tip so i won't even lie to you i at the same time i wouldn't begrudge anybody who was in that situation who was like i'm not tipping to make a point to the restaurant or Mm -hmm. to say that they need to have more staff or something i could understand that too yep but me personally i probably would end up tipping to be quite honest yeah with you. and i've been in situations uh like like this where uh happened uh many many years ago with me and a girl was at shoney's and we worked like the i guess the quote-unquote morning late shift uh like you work like right before the night shift crew comes on and it was like two or three buses that came and the restaurant went from empty to completely full and like me and her had like the entire restaurant which was hundreds of people to ourselves and the people were very understanding. They understand it was just us, and they took very, very well. I guess it just—I guess it just depends on the situation and the people at, 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 that are there at, at hand. Um, Crystal writes in, Miss Crystal. Hey, Rodrin, a couple of things. I'm not a sports nista, but from my brief experience to gay major sports news, it seems like only black dudes in basketball and football are coming out. Is this true to your knowledge? And if it is, why do you think it is so? Um, I don't know. Is there anybody coming out that's not a black dude? I think no. Black women have come out in the WNBA. Um, but I guess the four major, major sports are yeah. only uh what football, baseball, but hockey, and basketball. basketball. All the ones that everybody's counting. Yeah, I guess. Um, I'll say in basketball and football, because of the high preponderance of black male athletes, the odds of the first one coming out being a black male would be uh in the favor of of that so i don't think it's like a grand conspiracy or anything like that but um i think it's just odds you know the odds of it happening uh is it because unlike what a lot of white uber liberals have believe black people aren't as homophobic as the general uber liberal suggests um like how when gay stuff in california and nc didn't pass some progressives were pointing the fingers at church going or thuggish black folk although it seems like when biden when biden then obama then the naacp at all endorsed gay marriage and the naacp gave it the civil rights stamp when it clicked the older black folks when it clicked with older black folks that there has been a less hostile appearing vibe among black folk or is it just me um I think, uh, I don't know, like, well, first of all, a couple things. I agree with you, California, NC, a lot of stuff in legislation that does not pass, that is pro-gay, um, does get dumped on black people, um, unfairly. Mm-hmm. Um, now while I do believe, and, uh, Karen has said as much too, there's a onus on black people to be more supportive of people who are downtrodden and not, getting uh their civil rights uh respected yep because of the, our past in this country and yes. our history mm-hmm. we should be more sensitive to issues like that and i do find it uh very uh disheartening when i see black people that are like i'm not going to care about this because it ain't affecting me because a lot like that's the thing that slowed down progress for a lot of us mm-hmm. um so i think that's that's fucked up but as far as who makes sure that this stuff doesn't pass it's not black people you know, black people aren't the Jesus uh, Christ, the uh, what is it, Latter Day Saints, um, 
you know people we're not chick-fil-a we're not target we don't have all this money that we're pumping into making sure that black that that gay people can't get rights and a lot of these laws that are written are not written by us we're not lobbyists Mm -hmm. we're not you know arizona where there's no black people in arizona that are deciding that gay people shouldn't be able to you know uh, you should be able to discriminate against them kansas these aren't this isn't detroit deciding this shit so um I, i feel that we do unfairly get maligned as the people who quote unquote push the agenda on this when we don't we don't have the power to push it um and we don't we definitely don't have the want to push it like we just don't care um for the most part as far as um um those those black people that did come out having any type of uh statement about the black community and our acceptance of gayness i don't think it really does make a statement i really just think it's just coincidence that those dudes are black men because you know it's a 70 percent clip of these athletes are black so you know if i just said if i just closed my eyes put a gave you a pin right i just closed your eye put a blindfold over you gave you a pin put up a picture of every single player in the NFL and said, stick a pin in one of them. We're going to say that guy's gay. You're going to pick a black dude more than likely. Right. So that's what I think is happening. Karen, is there anything you want to add or Mm-mm. all right. Overall, my BS theory is that white folks look a little bit more homophobic than American blacks. Notice how I said American blacks thoughts. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I think that white, folks are more um homophobic than they want to admit but they don't see the world the way that we see the world because that's true um by necessity we've kind of had to at least think about race from day one with you know uh with so much stuff that happens with us right um not to mention we think about race when it comes to certain news things right jordan davis trayvon martin like we we're it's constantly on our mind i feel like White people don't think of the fact that, hey, Arizona is a really, 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 really white state. And that is a bad reflection on white people as a whole because this state wants to be homophobic. Same thing with Kansas. Same thing with, you know, like Wyoming or something like that. You know, I'm I'm not sure Wyoming, but just, you know, name the place. Name Congress. Name name the Senate. You know, like look at who occupies these seats. And that's where some of the most... uh violent and um deplorable vitriol comes from in our society from places that are occupied by mostly white people mostly white males even and yet somehow we get lumped in as black people are homophobic the most homophobic because you know whatever and uh, i i think it's not i think it's not fair but that's the way it's going to always be looked at you know so and i don't know that that means White people are more homophobic than blacks. I just think people are homophobic. homophobic. A lot of it has to do with religion. A lot of it has to do with what they feel is ma- masculine and macho. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's from ignorance. Uh, also, with regard to dating on social media, to be perfectly honest, I do the online dating thing, but my social media profiles, especially my Facebook and at so Chrisable Twitter account feel real personal and don't share that Facebook info unless it's real. Mostly because I got location and embarrassed tag high school photos up. I usually give out Instagram freely. And if they ask about Twitter and give out my regular, I give out, wait, about Twitter, give out my regular account, which I update like once a quarter. Uh, went out with a blur dude recently. 
he works with a mobile device with mobile devices. So chit chatting about that and issues with my phone. I went into this dude is a IT person versus date mode real quick and gave him my phone. Side note, although I may appear mildly ratchet, I come across super sweet and kind of proper to the general public. So I gave him my phone to be polite. I kept babbling and realized he had my phone for a minute. So I motioned to get my phone back and he said he had added me as a friend on Facebook. Wow. I felt violated. The world yes. just, the world just got even smaller, shaking my head. And I would, I would take it back and block you <laughs> because nigga, ask my permission. <clears throat> yeah. It's not like she would have said no either. That's right. Honestly, I, I will, she, you already got her phone and she's in a compromised position. Hey, can I add you on Facebook? At least she feels like she's part of the process, but you know, it's still essentially the same thing. Overall, personally, being real self-conscious with my social media use and, and being holding back a lot. Man, I may just go back to old school paper and pen journal writing. Also, tip for folks hooking up via Twitter. How about y'all start the first date with follow-up info and convo about what they tweet about in a non-creepy way, for example? So you really like the last Walking Dead episode. Really? Even when blankety blank happened? Uh, peep out each other's vibe and move on. I'm not a big fan of chatting with people I would potentially like to date for more than a couple of weeks online without meeting them because getting all emotionally invested with someone without being in their physical presence for like months and then meet them and the vibe isn't there is the worst and a waste of time. I would agree. Also, dating sucks. Jesus take the wheel. Also, word Chris Lambert likes black girls too. Nick Jew voice. Hey, boo. The singing thing. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we can't sing it like Nick. Yeah, and plus my voice is gone. Sorry for the long email. Hugs and kisses, Miss Crystal. No problem. Thank you for writing. We appreciate it. And good luck out there. Be safe. Okay? Um, going on all these dates and stuff. Uh, you know, lock your lock your Twitter account. You know, put your Facebook account behind some, uh, in one of them circles. Like, where it's like, oh, this is my social media apps. And name it something else. You know, HIV positive apps or something. They'll go, what is this? Ah! Click on it, you'll get AIDS. Uh, hashtag safe, hashtag tweaked, episode 650. Chris D says, Chris from Hawaii, kicking it at work on a casual Friday wearing some TBGWT gear. In, in this instance, my safe shirt. Listen to episode 650 on my tweaked audio parkour headphones, which uh, were recently replaced via their warranty program. Shameless product plugs over. This is a good episode. Recapping the tippy snippets and categories had me in the car cracking up. I'm actually re-listening to this episode again because I always love to hear your guys take on social issues, e.g. Pharrell's album, Showing My Age cover. Uh, those Balls D sports snippets were priceless, but it's going to take a lot to outdo Karen's porn movie warning label rent. Priceless. Another great show, Chris from Hawaii. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, sweetie. And, uh, yeah, man, that was one of my favorite episodes, man, because, like, I don't typically get too caught up or get too much time to, like, really um, pat uh, pat myself or pat Karen on the back for what we do. Um, but doing uh, the Tippy Awards and listening to the clips, it really That's makes fine. me go, wow, you know what? We're really funny, and people are um, – you know, people are digging it, and, and they should be because we're earning it, you know? Yes, sir. So, all right, man. Thank y'all so much. We'll be back tomorrow. Our guests will be uh, two guys from the Comedy Outliers podcast, a new 
uh guests so keep this in mind for the 2014 tippies um we'll be having new guests on so see you guys at 10 a.m tomorrow until then i love you i love you too baby